Thanks so much, Old Bank Media Group, for hosting us at your location, allowing us to take over. And when we take over, Chris and I really take over. You've been swell. Everyone, please go follow and support Old Bank Media Group. And if you'd like to watch instead of just listen, go subscribe to The Marty Ray Project Chats on YouTube. Here we go. Let's go ahead and get this started. Bert's got some drinking to do. This is The Marty Ray Project Chats, and I'm Marty Ray. One of the hosts of this podcast. You might know me from a beard video, a prank call, a rap song turned acoustic cover, or hopefully one of my original albums. And I'm Chris Wallen. You might know me from, where would they know me from again? You might know Chris from number one hit songs like Don't Blink by Kenny Chesney and Something to be Proud of by Montgomery Gentry. Whether you know either one of us or not, I bet you're going to have fun here. Welcome to the project. Download, subscribe, and rate, whether you love it or not. Sound supplied by Roadcaster Pro. He's the only man in the world with a doctor-prescribed vodka IV in his arm at night to help him sleep. He's an honorary member of the Russian Mafia and possibly others, too. He was crowned top partier at the number one party school in the country by Rolling Stones magazine. He was actually the very inspiration behind the National Lampoon's Van Wilder movie, believe it or not. And he is one of the funniest men alive with a new game show on TBS called Go Big Show, where people do exactly that. A stand-up comedian that I hounded until he gave in, and finally he's here. Welcome to the show, Bert the Machine Kreischer. How you doing, hounded. buddy? I'll tell you, it's, it, it, you I, that worked. I, there's a, <laughs> you know what it was? If you were, it was uh, a respectful hounding. It wasn't yeah. like, what happens is sometimes people get feelings really quick online, and they'll go <laughs> yeah. like, hey, man, let me do my podcast. And then I always go, oh, I'd love to. If, if it works in my schedule, if I got some time, I can't, I can't like overwhelm myself for, for other, like, you know, I can't go, go crazy. Right. And then what happens real quick is I don't reply. And then they get very emotional about it and say something really hurtful. And then you're like, Hey man, I, I said, I'd try. You were very respectful. You're like, Hey man, still hitting you up. Still love you. <laughs> Actually, when you on my show. Yeah. And, and I, after a while you just go, it's like, you know what it's like? It's like uh, it's like falling in love with your neighbor. It's like you know, you know, you know so he's right there. He's right there. <laughs> hey, this is literally what one of the one of the messages said because this has been going on. This this conversation between Bert and I, I feel like I feel like he's my brother. And he reminds me of my I know, cousin. I, feel like I know you. I feel like I legit know you. You do know me. You're my cousin. Like you look like my cousin. You act like my cousin. I'm, I'm wondering if. I could legally make you my cousin somehow. <laughs> is that possible? Can you do that? Would you be willing yeah, to do yeah, that for a, for a YouTube video? Could I make you my cousin? I'm very. I will definitely get adopted as your cousin. I've got to, I'm going to get the paperwork have... started. Okay, I done. will, and I'm going to I'm going to say my little cousin too, because you're running. That's you're actually running. not a bad idea for a business. If you because they do lordships and titleships from like different countries. If you buy like a, a an acre of land in Scotland, you become a lord. If you did if you did adoptions where you go, listen, my mom's sister's gonna adopt you, and then you we become official cousins. And you just go, it's 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 bullshit paperwork, but we'll run through it. And you just gotta sign these papers, and then I'm gonna give you a title. It's a podcast sponsor. I'm telling you, that's a million dollar idea right there. Listen, Bert, we just started a business together. <laughs> no longer are we just family. We're now business partners. Whether you know it or yeah. not, you're already in this business with me. But it's funny you mentioned the lordship yeah. thing. This is a hundred percent fact. My little brother and I are actually fixing to make a video where I, he and I get our little patch of lordship land. 
and we're going to dress up in lower royalty outfits, and we're going to the DMV with our paperwork, and we're getting our picture retaking our license and getting it changed <laughs> to Lord Marty Ray and Lord Brad Bill. What do you think uh, about that? Great minds, great minds think alike. Me and Segura are trying to get knighted nice. right now. Son Ooh, of a whore. Nice. We we are we are reaching out to princes and kings <laughs> around the world. Prince of Jordan, Prince no of Saudi way. Arabia, Prince of William. We we put it out on the podcast. It hasn't aired yet. We did it. We recorded it Wednesday, and we're like, we would love to get an honorary knighthood and then be known as knights. And that is a brilliant idea. See, I'm obsessed with the crown right now, so I'm watching the crown. So like, I'm, I I really feel like I missed my I missed my lane by not being an, a prince. I would have been a great prince or duke. Yeah, you would have made an amazing. You would have made an amazing king. You know, because kings don't really do much anyway. Oh. Bro, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? First off, let me tell you what let me tell you what you don't know about kings. Number one, they didn't have to barely go to school, okay? Kings, right. all they need to learn how to do is have pretty cursive and know the laws of being a king. How to eat right. That's it. They just taught him basically how to party. So exactly your it. life. <laughs> yes. That's your life. A fantastic king. You, you didn't go to school. Man. But you still got a degree. Yeah. Right? I I would have made a great I'm I'm telling you man Duke Philip or Prince Philip he did this tour of the world cuz they used to you have to you used to have to go on tour for 5 months and then go to all the English colonies and be like yo what's up king here you know prince whatever like love you guys be my shepherd whatever and then they just partied their balls off and had sex with indigenous women that's all they did nice. he said be my shepherd be my shepherd or whatever yeah be call my, yourself whatever yeah. bring I'm the indigenous shepherd. women you're my yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, bring the chambermaids all over the world. Wait a minute, if he gets knighted and you legally become his cousin, and I'm a lord, you're, doesn't that do I rule over you or do you rule over me? No, 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 no. Knights are above lords, so I need to get prince. You're a somehow. step knight. <laughs> you're a step knight. You're. A here. You're a step knight. Is that a fort a fortnight or a half night? Something like that. Yeah, I think yeah, I yeah. do. I think I have my mom's called me a fortnight in uh when I was back in college sometimes. <laughs> anyway, let's get into this fast five. You ready, Bert? All right. Yes, I am. Chrysler. What what kind of name is that anyway? Is that I don't know where are you from? Sounds, sounds like the enemy, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, where, where, the, where the freak are you from, Bert? Are you I used to have such a hard time doing any room that was semi-ethnic because any person of color, when they say my name, they say it like a hate crime. They're like, <laughs> put your hands together for DJ Gucci, Ricky Cruz, Steve Trevino, and Bert Kreischer. It was- <laughs> 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 now, before, I, before I go into this Fast Five, I want to, I want to say something about the conversation between in Instagram between Bert. I don't know how Bert – I don't know when you followed me. I followed you for a long time. I don't know when he followed me, but at some point he did, and I go, hey, Bert Kreischer followed me. Son of a gun. So then immediately – it didn't take long before I sent a that message. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He was like, oh, I'll no. go back. I'll, oh, play, I'll tell you exact times. <laughs> it, was, it was okay. The first one was – it can't be January 25th. Yes, sir. January 20th. But I don't know what what year that is. That's not this year. That's, that's 2018. It's definitely not this year. It's 2018. Not this year. No, we haven't even had January 25th yet. <laughs> <laughs> read that. Read the message. Yeah, that, read a couple of those messages. What's up? 
<laughs> What's up, Bert? Would love to have you as a guest on the podcast. Is that a possibility? Just a phone call. And then I wrote, yeah, where are you located? This is before COVID. I was like, yeah, I'll go over. (laughs) This is great. You go Nashville, Nashville, Nashville. Nashville. And then I wrote, how about it? Let's do it when I'm in Asheville. And you wrote Nashville. (laughs) I go, let's, we can always do it on the phone, but it's always better when it's in person. Cause I think I was getting ready to go do the Ryman. And I was like, mm. I, around that time, or I was planning to do Nashville, and I was like, and I was like, and you were like, indeed, I'm down with that. When are you here? And I write, I'll get back to you doing two shows at the Roman. Is that it, something? <laughs> yeah. The Ramen. The Ramen. You were actually, I the said the Ramen. Ramen. Yeah, Ramen. <laughs> the Ramen. Yeah, no. the Ramen and, then, and then you wrote, did you mean Ryman? <laughs> <laughs> if you rent Roman, you must be in a weird part of town. <laughs> He's at the bottom of the barrel comedy club. <laughs> and then I wrote, yeah, Ryman. And you're like, gotcha. I'll take a look at your schedule on the website. And then July, that's January. July, you're at, hey, brother, we talked about you being on the podcast. Is it possible to do it at the end of the month? Still love you. Still love you. August. I'm not going to leave you alone about being on the podcast. There's one that's say yes, say no, or block me. But I already said, we got to make this happen. I said, say yes. I'm going to keep sending you a message every once a month until you either say yes, say no, or you block me. Still love you. Still love you. This goes on. We talk August, <laughs> September. No, October. I talk, Bert. I talk. <laughs> you talk. This is a lot of yeah. you. This is it's a lot, lot of me. you. Nashville. <laughs> yeah, Nashville. Nashville. <laughs> How about Memphis? <laughs> when you're in Memphis, can we do August 12th? Yeah, because you perfect. actually came to Memphis and did the drive-in yeah, theater. Yeah, I, I did. And then I but was we like, were, but we were, COVID to we were in a bubble then, and so we yeah. couldn't leave oh, the bubble, yeah. so I couldn't right, go right. anywhere. And then uh, just random fan, get a podcast, Steve. You can do it next month at 29. <laughs> boy, oh boy, SMH. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Man. <laughs> and then wrote, you wrote next, ne- in October, another month, another message. <laughs> <laughs> this won't stop until you're on my show. <laughs> <laughs> Only you, know, you can make this stop. With a lot going on. <laughs> But try to. I know you're. A, I, I thought you wrote. I, you know I'm a big timer, but you wrote. I know you're a big timer. I'm dyslexic. Uh, <laughs> and you go. With a lot going on, but try to remember the little guys like us. We're trying to book guests for October. Can we lock it in? <laughs> December. Here we are again. <laughs> Pleading with a thick, funny man. Let me get an interview on the podcast. Let's knock this out of the park on Sunday. If you have some time, hear from me again. The 20th, let's do it. So, you know, we've had Vanilla Ice, Matt, Sarah. At this point, Bert, at at that point, I'm trying to say, we've had famous people, brother. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, I'm trying to plead my case. (laughs) We have had people that that are known. (laughs) i've done that i've done that when i was trying to get people on the podcast i was like oh just so you know like i'm a legit like back when podcasting started like nine years ago when i had a podcast and i'd be like i remember getting wanting to get people on the podcast i'd be like hey i'd love to have you on my podcast and they'd be like uh yeah yeah whatever and i was like no it's like legit like 
and then you'd get to the place you're like i have two hundred fifty thousand downloads an episode yeah like that's bigger than my television show can you please do my podcast <laughs> that's nine years ago and then they're like and then and oh then now, yeah, and now sure. i just now and then i text you my phone number now i was trying to get i was trying to get a rock star on my podcast and uh and, and by the way not even one that's like relevant like just one that I thought was interesting. What's his name? And he was big time. And uh, I'm not gonna say it. Give us a hint. I guess it was he a makeup rocker, <laughs> hair metal. No, 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 not at all. Not at oh, all. Current rocker. No, his, you know what? He, I don't think he even knows I'm trying to get him on. But what happens is publicists big time you oh, when they're yeah. like, "Yeah, he's not. He's not doing podcasts." And you're like, "Hey, uh, my podcast has more listeners than he's sold albums. So can right. we?" Like, yeah. like, like, you, you, and, and because honestly, no one respects podcasts except for us. Like, we, I know, I know that the people that listen to you listen to you every single week, and I know that they're probably m mutual fans, and they're going like, "Oh, how cool that they finally got together." We've been talking about this for a year. Oh, shit, that's the, you know, and so I, I, it's funny. And then you get one, like you get one that to do your podcast that you've been trying to land for a while. They do it, and then. And it's usually movie stars or or rock stars that do this. They do it, and then they hit you up, and they're like, "Hey, man, that was like, I got like a ton of feedback. Can I get back on there?" And you're like, uh, "No, man, that was a long time. <laughs> not now. You're not welcome." But it's funny you say yeah. I didn't. I had no clue that you had been doing podcasts that long. Like Jared uh, and I, who's this is Chris, by the way, and that's Jared. Yep. Uh, Jared and I have been doing podcasts since the inception of podcasts. So apparently, you have two, right? I, I started mine. I, I'm I, I'm trying to think now. Mine's I I could actually I'm sure I could tell you. I think it's 2013. Um, I started doing Rogan. I started doing Rogan. I always say nine is like my go-to. Like if you have kids, you know, like people go, "How old's your kid?" And you just say the one number that your wife said at a party one time. You're like, <laughs> "Oh, 18 months old." And they're like, "She's seven. You're like, "Oh, whatever. 18 months old." Um, nine years ago, I think I did Rogan for the first time. And so um, I'm guessing. And so, and then I started mine shortly thereafter, but not right thereafter. But, but like, I'm, I fell in love with podcasting. I mean, I, I'm, I can't, I, I can talk about, you know, I sat with like Travel Channel. This is when I was on Travel Channel. I sat with them and I tried to pitch them a podcasting network. Like I was like, start a lifestyle park podcasting network right. now. Get into the ground level. I'm telling you, with your already built-in advertising base, you can very easily add that on and say, listen, you know, uh, uh, Dove or or Hawaiian Rolls. You know, why don't you buy in? Just five hundred bucks would be meaningful for a podcast because it really only costs like four hundred and eighty bucks to start a podcast and i was like trying to explain this to them and they didn't get it they didn't get it and then i remember i got brought this is gossip but i don't care <laughs> i got brought a show recently by travel channel and uh and and not well, not travel channel exclusive but yeah travel channel and they were saying we'd love for you to do a show and i was like yeah i would love to but i said you know what it needs to be worth my while. And they're like, well, obviously we pay you. I said, yeah, you, what you pay an episode, I make more in one ad read and I do seven ad reads a show. And they were like, wait, what? I just thought, and I was like, I was like, no, like that's like the podcasting business has exploded. Like I don't have time to do television because I can go to my backyard and do a podcast and I can make seven times what you'd pay me. And they couldn't wrap their head around it. They're like, hold on one second. You're t hang on one second. 
Uh-oh. We're not doing television anymore. We lost- not doing television anymore. We lost you for a second. Hold on. You said, oh. hang on a second. You were talking to Travel Channel. You said, hang on a second. And that was the, that was the juiciest part <laughs> and you, and you went of away. the gossip. <laughs> and you went away. I think that was intentional, wasn't it, Bert? You hit a button yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a cliffhanger. You was if like, you hang on a second, click. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, and it, but we no, lose you. But, but they, I was saying, they were saying, well, why would you do television if we can't pay you? I was like, that's the point. I am not doing television. And I decided not to do television. And now it's... It stinks because you get – here's the thing is you got to branch out a little bit. And for someone like me who's done television my whole life, I want to do more television. It's just not financially viable is that you've got these po- – I have three podcasts, Bill Burt, Two Bears, One Cave, and Burtcast, all which pay way more than television. So you're like, well, then – and by the way, which I enjoy exponentially more. Like to sit and have a conversation with Bill Burr or Tom Segura, you, you – I would pay you for those opportunities. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, one hundred percent. Well, uh, <clears throat> that was a nice brag. I appreciate you bragging about how many downloads and money you make. How much money you got in the bank? <laughs> uh, we get a how much account uh, number? I, I I really would be the last one to know. The way I live my life, honestly, <laughs> the way I live my life is I live my life like my bank account's empty, and I just work. I just feel like I go if I constantly think I'm broke, then I'll just work nonstop, and then. Like they, they, we were talking about touring starting up in in like October, and I was like, pretend I'm getting a divorce. Put me on the road from October first until New Year's Eve, and then start me up when we start again in January for no, like I'm gone. I have I love working. Mm. Well, when you do what you do, it's yeah, it's it's it's, it's just awesome. partying yeah. for a living. Hell yeah, dude! That the tour I did this summer on a tour bus in a pandemic, nine dudes. No one leaves the bus. We just party there. We go to the venues. We play pickleball. We drink at night. We ride at night. We eat edible. It was the greatest <laughs> summer. Hold on a second. Having a pandemic ever. Pickleball. What is that? Sounds sexual. Nine oh, guys doing nine pickle, guys playing pickleball. pickleball. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said that. That was like a weird brag. <laughs> <laughs> he said nine guys playing pickleball. I know. That's a whole. Uh, are, well, are we breaking something is. here? That's when you bounce know. the ball against the wall. I don't, and hit it with a bat. No, 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 no. Pickleball is like miniature tennis. Okay. It's like it's like extra large ping pong miniature tennis. Wow. But that's it's on a bus. Fun as crap. No, no, no. We play it. We'd we'd pull up to a hotel. We'd find a little area. We'd set up a pickleball court. We'd chalk it off. And then we'd play pickleball until four in the morning. <laughs> just gambling. Y'all getting like little Drinking short and gambling. Y'all getting like little short tennis shorts, little whiteies. Stuff like that, or oh no, no, no! We're <laughs> barefoot and drunk. <laughs> <laughs> now back to the uh, fast five, Bert. <clears throat> yes. What's your favorite fast food meal? Right now, In and Out, double double, animal style, animal style fries. In and out. In and out. Out of all with, the world. At. Hold on one second. Are you saying like I can make my perfect meal? Because I'll make my perfect sure. meal. Sure, please. And I won't include it. Make your perfect okay, meal. We great. want a, we want a burnt meal right now. Uh, if it's breakfast, always it is a croissant sandwich, sausage, egg, and cheese croissant sandwich. That's the best breakfast sandwich you can find from um, Burger King. From Burger King. From Burger King. Yeah. I will say that last meal on death row is got to be the uh, the McGriddle. McGriddle is so oh, surprisingly so perfect. Good. 
You feel like you're going to die so if you good. eat it. <laughs> and yeah. then you eat two. Yeah, you yeah. keep on eating them and eating them. Yeah. They're too good, man. You know that that's I the made worst. McGriddles. I made McGriddles on Something's Burning with uh, Steve Lemmy and uh, with the two guys from two of the guys from uh, Broken Lizard. I made McGriddles. You know what the key is? What's that? Freeze, freeze syrup in the fridge, right? And then shove it inside your your pancake. So freeze oh. it. And then when freeze a little syrup, yeah, and then put it in your pancake, dollop on top, flip it over, and it melts in. It was amazing. That sounds amazing. If anybody could figure it out, I knew it would be (laughs) Bird. He probably got the Russian intel on that. Um, Oh wait, hold on. Favorite. So so hang on. So favorite meal. This is what I do. If you were gonna say I can have a meal, I would get a, a Whopper with cheese, probably a double Whopper with cheese. I would get. From Burger King, I would get McDonald's fries. McDonald's got the best fries, hands down. Agreed. And then I get a Wendy's, a Wendy's Frosty. Oh, so the you're so you're saying now this is shocking. You're saying your favorite fast food burger is a Whopper. Whopper with cheese, without a doubt, is so much better than a Big Mac. It's so much yeah, better the, than the Big Mac. Now, suck. That's a horrible burger. I don't know where the yeah, craze Big came Mac's from. Way that. too much bread. Way yeah. too much bread. The meat patties are tiny, but a Wendy's burger is clearly the best burger. Fast food. Well, I, I here's where I, why I would disagree. I feel like the Whopper has so much more of a variety of tastes. It's got the lettuce, the onion, the 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 pickles, the uh, the tomatoes, lots of mayonnaise and ketchup with the cheese, and the bread is just the right amount. A Wendy's sometimes can be like heavy, almost like a brick. Yeah. You know, like there's a lot of meat in it, and you're like, I feel like <laughs> I just ate someone's dick. <laughs> You know what? How do you know what that feels like? I went to, I was in a fraternity. I, mean, you know. <laughs> I knew better. I knew better. I'm just, I'm, I'm loving your head placement. It's perfect. It's perfect behind that painting. Man. How much do you love yourself to have yourself? Uh, I love yourself. That. Look at you. They this was for the cabin on my show. That episode was hilarious, man. That episode was amazing. And when Bobby Lee comes in and says, Can I get naked? (laughs) It's so awesome. Bert goes, Of course. (laughs) Come on in. Come on in. He lays Bobby Lee just immediately strips down. It was funny that he asked. He's like, Can I can I get naked? He's like, Oh, we're getting naked. And Bert's like, Yeah, I'll get naked. Bobby Lee just lays in front just of him. him. Like, like balls to bat. Yeah. Man. I think he was still tucked, but I don't know. No, no. I think he purposefully untucked right oh, before no. Bobby laid down. Wow. <laughs> Let me tick you a little bit, Bobby. How, what, how did how did it did it did you get a rise out of it at all? When Bobby no, laid no, down? No, we were me and, me and Bobby were naked the whole day together. Were you the really? Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is he oh, so yeah. comfortable then, naked? Like, he he looked like, I mean, when he walked into that room, you saw the episode. Oh, yeah. You didn't see it, did you? I haven't seen it. No. He, he, Bobby Lee walks into this room. <laughs> you, you, you've never seen nothing like this in your life. Bert's laying there on this bare rug. That's That literally happened right. behind him. And he's just laying there. <laughs> and then, and then, and then Bobby Lee, <laughs> you know who Bobby That's Lee is. That's making me feel things. Do you know what? who Bobby Lee is? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he walks in. He's got, he's fully clothed. And he goes, can I get naked? <laughs> like literally just asking Bert's permission. And Bert goes, Yeah, get naked. And then he just pulls his clothes off and lays in front of him. And they take a picture. And it's a very special bonding moment. I mean, yeah, they were really Donnell bonding. Was, really Donnell bonding. was freaked out. Then he gave me a coffee enema. 
<laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Oh man, I've had wow. coffee wow. enemas. I probably, I, I have to admit, I've had a coffee enema. Did it clean you up pretty well. It actually is very good for you. Really? It is. It's very good for you. Do you get a decaf? Do you, I'm about to say, do you get a charge out of no, it? No, I'll tell you. Listen, you actually, yeah, you will. Yeah. Did you get yeah, you, you it, better than, it, way better than drinking it? It will light you up. Oh, it's like it's like when people do a, a tampon into vodka and stick it up their butt. Oh, or butt chugging. Well, that's you know, <laughs> that's you know that's Greek. That's how Greeks. We're from a different it. type of fraternity, Bert. I'm sure Bert's heard of butt chugging. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if you yeah, heard yeah, of yeah, a tampon, a vodka you tampon. Have you ever seen Greek I've... alcohol? The um uh the bottles Uzo. in Greek. Uzo. Yeah. The the old bottles of Greek. On, you ever see? Hold not- on, this needs to be googled right now because <laughs> I feel like we're getting the rumors of Greeks only having anal sex to stay virgins. No, not at, <laughs> all. not at all. We can definitely go there, but the, but I'm not saying that. What? At all. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Bert, what did you oh, you open a Pandora's box over here? He's I like, you know, wait, we can definitely go there. Burn. I've no, been listen, waiting Bert. to hear that, Bert. Listen. You have your shirt off. <laughs> I write songs with no pants. We can nice. do a thing, you know, do a show. Y'all, well, saying. you write songs with no pants only. That's crazy that, writing I? sessions. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Bert? I'm trying to write a summer anthem called Tito's and Speedos. Can you help me? I sure 100%. can. 100% he can. That man can write, write anything. Um, if you could breed... Two animals of any species. Species. Oh my god. Which two would you breed? <laughs> and why? And what would you call it? All those in one question. Uh, it's so funny. I was about <laughs> I probably have to do a gorilla and a bear. I knew he was gonna say bear. Man. I knew one of them was gonna be a bear. I knew it. I was gonna say a man and a dog at first, but I think that would come out weird. <laughs> it would be cool. That's like one of the most Greek would, mythology. Well, so man and cool a man and a dog laugh. What is it? It'd be cool to make your dog laugh. Like you can't make your dog laugh. That's true. It'd be cool if you could give your dog it's like just like the parts of a per, of a human's personality that you want, like just for them to laugh and acknowledge it for every now and your dog and you to be watching TV and he'd be like, dude, that's crazy, right? Like, <laughs> well, then you'd never have a friend again. I don't think you would. It would be your best friend, oh, really. Yeah, yeah, you would, yeah, you would just have the dog and they'd be like, what are you doing? I'm in. Me and Rascal just hanging out. You know what I mean? We're just over here talking about women. And he's like, yeah, that woman is hot. Yeah, she's hot. You're right, Bert. I'm going to go lick her. Like, you like human women? Yeah, I lick them all the time, Bert. And Bert's like, yeah, I lick them too. Well, we're going to lick some women together. Next thing you know, Bert becomes more like a, a dog than the dog's a human. And the whole time, the dog never spoke a word. Right? Isn't that crazy? That's deep. It blew my mind. That's so deep. <laughs> that's, what, uh, that's what Bobby Lee said to Bert, actually. <laughs> um, yeah there you go i no i think i think gorilla i'm a big gorilla fan and i'm a big bear fan and it would be cool to see oh i take that back why wouldn't you give something like oh i think like a bear and, and, and an owl oh wow man yeah, a, right? bowel. a bear a bowel. A bowel movement. <laughs> a bowel. A bowel. bowel and it just just oh, that would be <laughs> fat ass <laughs> an owl and an octopus do you hey oh. just <laughs> <eat me>. you <laughs> have <laughs> He goes the flies out of the sea. He's got all those legs. But it has to it has to go back down to the sea every now and then to get re lubricated. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If that's I the proper word, relubricated with water. How uh, great would it be if it was if it when it lost lubrication, it just fell out of the sky wherever it was. <laughs> Splats. <laughs> and then people are at the ocean and like and they, psh, psh, and it like, hits them like a face hugger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, what was that, mama? Oh, that's just the uh the <laughs> the bowels. The, the bowels. <laughs> Falling from oh, no, the sky, no, no, no. they're trying to get octopus. lubrication. It actually wasn't a bow. What a would we call it? An octopus. What would be an octopus in an owl? What would we call it? An. That was a, too hard. An owlopus. An owlopus. An owlopus. I knew he would leave the puss in there. <laughs> I, I knew that would leave that in there. <laughs> what would be the worst movie that for them to make a sequel to? Probably Schindler's List. <laughs> Wow. That is the best answer. That is a good answer for that. Wow. I, did, I really didn't expect that. I'm being yeah. honest right now. He's right. That's, That's the a greatest good answer. answer. Bert, and not so even in a comical way. That's the best answer. Yeah. My my uh yeah, that would be pretty hard. Thanks for being on the show, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> it's not getting any better than that. That's it. Steven Spielberg just heard that and he's like, okay. Yeah, he's right. He goes, yeah. he goes, let's not uh, do part two. He's texting Kathleen Kennedy. He's like, it's not happening. Yeah, it's not. Bert, Bert's not into it. Bert's not into Bert's it. Bert's not into it. Bert says no. Uh, <laughs> I think Segura there was might. A, there, was a, there, was a British, there was a British comic who had a joke. Someone just told me the joke. Sometimes you get told a joke, and it stays with you forever. And it was a British comic, and he said uh, – I went and saw Schindler's List with my girlfriend. We walked in like five minutes late. What did the Jews do to Hitler? <laughs> what? <laughs> Golly. He's like, I missed the beginning of it. What did the Jews do to Hitler? <laughs> was she, were they serious? It was, a, it was a joke. It was a joke. Oh, it was a comedian that said it. I didn't catch the first part. I daydreamed. I was looking down here at the past five. I thought that was a true story. No, 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 no. He's just telling a joke. It was a joke. Uh, Rewind. You're saying you heard this joke. I was literally looking. I was like, this is the longest uh, fast five we've ever had. And I'm sitting there thinking, uh, and then I caught up the end of that story, and I thought, somebody don't know that? <laughs> it's like going into Titanic not knowing that it sinks. Yeah, what happened to this boat? <laughs> what happened to this boat? Why are there, why do they sell chunks of this boat everywhere? Um, Bert, what's the worst yeah. pickup line? I like how you said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bert, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Speak to me. What's the worst pickup line you've ever used? I've ever used? I don't. I don't. I don't think I've ever used a pickup line. Bitches. You're just like bitches. <laughs> I said I did that in Australia. I was. Uh, this is a. This is. Uh, by the way, I was. I was. I was married, and we, we were with a bunch of guys, and we were all talking about how uh, Australian accents, Scottish accents, uh, uh, South African accents were like so sexy when you hear them in the states. And I was like, American accent doesn't translate. Like, you don't, when I'm here, I can't use my accent and like lean into it and it turn women on. And they're like, really? I go, yeah, watch. So we walked over to a table full of ladies and I went, bitches. Did you, did it work though? Uh, we ended up talking to him, but I was married. I just went home. Uh, <laughs> so, Bert, when you, when you first started, stand up like did you did you ever get like yeah but i know but what do you do for money 
Oh yeah. You know, oh, yeah. at, at oh, first because right. uh, like my my uh, you know my wife's parents, you know, they were like, oh, um, so what what are what are your plans? What do you do for? Did you ever come across that or early on? Oh, I came across that later on. I remember, <laughs> I remember being at a dinner party with uh, kids at, at my daughter's school and her parents from my daughter's school. And someone said, what do you do for a living? And I said, I'm a comedian. And they said, do you make money doing that? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and they said enough to support your family. And I was like, both our kids go to private school. Like, how do you think I'm paying for it? She was like, well, I don't know. Like, I, can you make, like, what do you, how do you, how does people, how do people pay you? I said, they buy tickets to see you do stand up. She was like, but how do they know that you do stand up? I said, I have two Netflix specials. <laughs> this is, so this is like recently. This is, oh, this yeah, is very recently. And that. I was like, wow. Yeah. Oh, and, I, and, and then I was like, and then they're like, oh, should I know who you are? And I was like, no, clearly. And I don't want you to. <laughs> no, clearly. Don't think, you should. You're not my I don't audience. think you'd enjoy what, you what I do. I don't think you'd get it. Like, no. <laughs> What you should have done is pulled out your banking online. <laughs> you should have pulled up your bank yeah. account and went like this. Yeah. That's how I get paid. Oh, it, and then you know what's funny away. is they do it they do it out of um they do it out of their own insecurity. They just want to hurt your feelings a lot of times. Like they wanna so? like they feel like they just wanna kinda shit on you and be like Oh, uh, are you, oh or am I supposed to know you? Am I supposed to know you? It's it's people do that a lot. Like they'll come up to you and go, like, you'll be taking pictures or whatever, like in a mall, like you'd be walking through and someone will recognize you. And then people will walk up to you. It's usually older white women. And they go, I don't know who you are. And you're like, okay. You do that to everyone. I don't know who you are do either. Like, I don't know you. I don't know Hold you. On a second. Hold on a second. This hasn't been prefaced properly. You're walking through a restaurant. Why did they feel the need to say that in the first? What were you going around the table saying? I'm Bert Kreischer. I'm Bert no, no, Kreischer. No, no, he said you take don't a picture. Of other people recognize all him. the pictures. Yeah, he's not listening, yeah. Bert. No, I, yeah. I, I you don't listening. listen to the beginning of anything. <laughs> you should talk to his wife, Bert. I only, <laughs> I only watch the end of movies. I don't watch the beginning. Reads the last page of every book. No, you know what it was. I'll explain. I heard our producer back here talking on the phone and I'm going, I'm trying to get Chris. I'm like, Hey, flag him down. I can hear him speaking. Ben, <laughs> I can hear you speaking on the phone. I'm like, it's an M 14, an M 90. And I'm like, what is he? Has he got firecrackers? He's purchasing over here. He's talking about an MP four actually. Oh, was he? Yes. Was he? They were playing call of duty in the background. We got Burt Kreischer, a legend. <laughs> He's over here telling him what kind of gun to use in call of duty. And I'm like, what the freak? Anyway, last question in the I fast told, five. I told, I told, I told, I told, uh, some of my wife's like my wife grew up in a really small town in uh in georgia and uh they ha she has a lake house and this is last no two summer the summer the last summer last summer right last no not not this one we just had but the one before that and uh some of her people she knew and they were and it was like ex-boyfriends family or whatever they came up they came up on a boat over to the dock and my kids are out in kayaks and they see us and they're like, hey, Leanne, how you doing? She's like, good, good. And they're like, so is this the the comedian? And she's like, yeah, yeah. And, he, and then the husband was like, I think I think he had like grown up with, they all grew up together because it's a town of 1,200 people. And he's like, he's like, so you do, Leanne, they say you do comedy? I said, yeah. He goes, you on TV? I said, no. 
He goes, oh, looks like it ain't going good then, huh? And I said, <laughs> oh, oh okay. my God. And he goes, he goes, so what you do? We're like, you, what you do like spots at like, at like coffee shops and stuff. And I said, no, I do like stand up. And he goes, and they pay you for that? And I had gotten fed up and I go, yeah, I make millions of f***ing dollars. And Dang. he was like, huh? Put it on. Fuck my dick. <laughs> have you ever, have you ever seen, do you like documentaries? I love documentaries. Do you like music? Yeah, I love music. Holy <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh my God. You would love this documentary about music. Which one? Which one? Now listen, do you like Kings of Leon? Yeah. You should watch their documentary. That's a great it, documentary. It's a wonderful documentary. Let me tell you something. That reminded me of a time they went back to their old hometown oh, and they go yeah. to the garage, the old old place. The they old go to the woman. garage. And their old woman's living there and they're inside the man, it's where it all started. She goes, Hey, you boys, uh, you boys playing a lot of music? And, and they, she, they go, yeah, we're playing a lot. She goes, are oh, you just playing around at the bars and stuff? They go, no, uh, arenas and stadiums. And she goes, that's good. That's real good. I'm proud of you boys. And that was it. She wasn't being hateful. She just had no clue. And she, said, uh, she said, I, I remember that noise you used to make <laughs> yeah. downstairs. I remember all that noise. Glad y'all gone. Thank God y'all are gone. Glad y'all made it. <laughs> Do you ever have people come up to you and ask you, uh, oh, so you're a comedian. Tell me a joke. Like, make yeah, me laugh. All the time. Say something yep. funny. Had, Isn't that like, that has I to had, be so insulting. I had a good one. I had a really good one. Uh, my daughter's, so the, nun, the head nun at my daughter's school was like, uh, let's just call her Sister Elizabeth. That's not her name, but let's call her Sister Elizabeth. She calls up and she's like, uh, hey, uh, is this, uh, Mr. Bert Kreischer, and I said it is. She goes, now this is Sister Elizabeth, and we are doing a school fundraiser on Zoom, and we are putting together a show. And I understand you're a comedian. I said I am. <laughs> she goes, well, I would love for you to do one of your skits on the Zoom for all the parents and kids. Oh, no, you wouldn't. No, you said, wouldn't, man. <laughs> I said, Sister Elizabeth, I don't think that's a good idea. And she goes, No, I, I think it's a great idea. I know that you you're. Uh, George and Isla's daddy, and and we want the dads to involve. And there's a dad, a famous dad that goes to school. He's hosting, and uh, and so I thought it'd be great if you go up and do uh, do some of your act. I said my my act is not really family friendly. And she goes, well, why don't you tell me a joke? I said, oh. well, I, I don't think you'd like any of my jokes. And she goes, well, why, why don't you run one by me? I have a great sense of humor. I said, oh no. Elizabeth. I said, Sister Elizabeth, I support priests molesting young boys. <laughs> it's quiet on the other end of the phone she goes okay and i said i said because i plan on going to heaven and they just lowered the bar by five feet <laughs> oh my god she laughed didn't it's she quiet it's quiet on the phone and she goes i'll put you up last <laughs> You, up you should have sent her like one of your your machine story video <laughs> when she asked you for a joke. Oh. It, wow. th again, this is the last question of the Fast Five. This is really super long. I'm sorry about it. Actually, I'm not sorry at all. <laughs> if no, you, not, don't worry about it. I love it. I wasn't worried about it, Bert. I really wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you joined the circus, what would your act be? Now, it's funny you say that because I have done a lot of circus stuff. Um, what do you mean by that? 
But like I've tamed lions. I've fought a bear. Like I've done all the stuff. That, Bert oh, that the bear was crazy. Hurt Bert. Bert. Hurt, yeah. Hurt Bert. That's right. Yeah. Whoa. I yeah. think I would. We're gonna get into I that story. I've done, I've done trapeze. Uh, I've done. I've done everything there is probably to do in the circus. Just doing it through Travel Channel. I think I would probably be a lion tamer. I think that has the most. I want. I'd want to be the show stopper. I want to be the one that everyone walks away with and goes. Oh, did you see that? Like, I think that, and I think that with the second you bring out the king of the jungle, oh, that's me. <laughs> Do you need more to that? No. <laughs> oh, no. Did you, Bert, could you, you, he couldn't tell that he was going out. Yeah, here. but you can understand what he was saying. No, no. Though. The beautiful part about him going out. Was that it was like it was in slow motion. Was he like, was going, uh, 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 yeah. He goes, I want to be like the guy where he's like, Whoa. <laughs> he was cutting in and out like this. And then it was like the lines roared in. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like it was like the internet just blessed us. Now, real quick, did you and did you and Tom name y'all's podcast Two Bears in One Cave because you got molested and humped and whatever teabag by a bear was that where that came no. from no we did a podcast probably this is probably nine years ago we did a podcast and we talked about you know tom and i have a, a unique sense of humor that i think sometimes i think only we get but i guess we're i guess more people get it now but we talked about if we were gay what we do and we fantasized about if we were a gay couple what our lives would be like and then i said we should do a podcast about it or I something to the effect and we said two bears one cave because that was when two girls one cup was real big. I knew it was right. <laughs> I knew he was making it up that I knew it was. Yeah, two I bears wanna, one cave. I didn't want to so, I didn't want to tell other people, but I'm glad you did. Yeah, and that was so it was like a reference off of that, but it was uh it was us fantasizing if we were gay with his wife, oddly enough. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Funny you story. Can hear, about, you can find it. It's out there. Someone's got the. Someone posted the clip recently. I saw it. We're like young. He's really fat, and we're talking about <laughs> if we were gay and how we'd wrestle each other and like knock on the door. <laughs> and uh, you know what's funny about bears? You know that's what they call gay men that look like you, and uh, yeah. not me, but you. <laughs> and, uh, they just call me Grizz or Kodiak. But. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that that was actually a term, and I got, you know, I got a little, a little bit of fame, nowhere near what you have, but I got. And these guys, random men, these burly, bearded men, would would send me messages, private messages, and they would say, you, and this still happens every now and then. They would say, "You got a big following in the bear community. We love you." And I was like, "Man, I like, you know, I'm." I'm good with Dick Budkus. I, I like the Bears too. I appreciate y'all. <laughs> you know, and they, and they go and they go what? And I said, I'm a, I'm you know, I'm a Bears fan, I guess. You know, I like the Bears, the Dub Bears. And I was a Chris Farley fan. They're like, he's like, no. And he sends me a picture. It was kind of like the picture back behind you. <laughs> and uh, he's like, Bears. And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, yeah, I am not gay, but uh. Thanks for listening to the music. I appreciate it. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> hey, I'll take fans any way they come. We had oh, okay. we, me uh, too. Literally and figuratively. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that there. There, that's done. That was that, that was, was it. Yeah. You can't. You almost added to it and ruined it. 
Yeah. I'm so glad you did that. Yeah, right. We're going to cut it right there as if you, and we're just going to have a, a picture of you just sitting there like this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they come. <laughs> now, uh, odd story. You used to check my ID at the Boston Comedy Club. No. You were working the door. Are you serious? No, nah, I'm yeah. completely lying. But you worked the door at the oh. Boston Comedy Club. Do you, did, how old do you think I, I am? There. Uh, 38. Wow. Wow. That is was that, amazing. Is that a gift, dude? That, that's the exact age I am. Why did you say crazy. that? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You no, no, no. You just look 38. With the gray beard and, and all. Nobody ever says I'm in my 30s. Yeah, yeah, you don't look you're not in your 40s cuz I like here's the deal. This is a, this is the cheat code. Uh a guy your size in the 40s looks rough. <laughs> <laughs> so I better I better hurry up. Yeah, and you better. Shape. <laughs> I got 2 years. Man, got two you got years. 2 years left, As brother. I wake up and I'm 40. I'm still the size. I wake up and like, "Hell!" <laughs> 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 was right. Look at me. <laughs> I've gone too far. It's like big, but but like farther. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know got, what I don't you got like? Too much life in you right now. You got way too much life for a forty-year-old your size. It's the cheeks. The cheeks tell tell my age. You know what? You know what I? You know what I hate though? When people are huge like me, just massive humans. <laughs> and by huge, I mean like muscular. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but when people are huge and then they lose weight really fast. And their face go, they look young, and then all of a sudden they look old as the heels. And, like, their face yeah. just is sagging. And, and you're yeah. like, man, you look like you're, like, 60 now. Have you, have you noticed that? Oh, I have, yeah. Yeah. It takes a while for the skin to kind of retighten. So I don't think it ever does, retighten all there's the a way. Picture, there's a picture of me online from a year ago. I think it was a year ago in October, and I lost a bunch of weight. I got down to, like, 225. And I think I look on. I thought I looked unhealthy. I thought my face looked sunk in. But if my beard, it was my beard shadowed it wrong. I needed to trim my beard or something. Mm -hmm. But uh, and so I, I ended up gaining weight because I felt like I looked healthier with weight on. And now I'm trying to lose weight, but I want to I want to lose it like in the right amount of time. See, I always lose weight in a month. I lose like thirty right. pounds in a month. And I just don't look good. Is it true when one of the interviews you did uh, years ago? I think it was a news interview or something, and you you said something about I don't lose weight the right way. I just take Ambien and Xanax or something like that to lose weight. Was that actually true? It's, it's still true. It's, <laughs> you still do that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's I take not, it. I, I will. I will. No, I. Yeah, I know. We need you. We I, need you to be here longer. Than <laughs> the easiest way to lose weight, if you're looking to jumpstart a diet, without a doubt, start it on Saturday. You're not going out for the weekend. Call the weekend a wrap. Okay. Saturday, Friday night, uh, Friday night, take an Ambien. Go to sleep. Sleep all through Friday night, and then enjoy your Saturday. Let yourself sleep all Saturday. Wake up, right? Get like a little bit of a light jog, and when you start to feel hungry around noon, take a Xanax. Now, Xanax is going to make you not eat. And then hold on to it. Hold on to it. And then that around like 8 o'clock that night, you're going to be like, I'm hungry. That's when you have a cocktail. If you have a cocktail on an empty stomach, with the Xanax still in your stomach at noon, you're going to pass the f*** out hard, right? <laughs> then you wake up Sunday wow. morning. The first thing you do when you wake up, eat an Ambien again, right? You're not, you're not doubling these up. <laughs> you sleep all yeah, Sunday, it's okay. All you're Sunday. not doubling them up. You're not you doubling know? these I mean, up. I mean, like it's like a health here. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I, I 
to this day, I do this like I when I ever I jump start a diet, it's not healthy, but it's like I just go in and like at four o'clock I'll just eat a Xanax and go, I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed. That's it. I'm not eating tonight. I hang out until like seven o'clock at night and then I go in my bedroom. I turn on The Real Dictators as a podcast. It's got like four episodes. I listen to all of them on repeat. I sleep all through the day. Wake up the next morning, I'm down like eight pounds. <laughs> You do you do you put the Ambien in the morning? Do you put it on a plate and like get a little tiny knife? And he, he I put a bib on. Yeah. Hi, honey. Thanks for breakfast. Ambien in a. You know cocktail. what I'm doing? January twenty fourth. January twenty fourth. I'm celebrating uh, Winston Churchill Day. So Winston Churchill, I watched The Darkest Hour. I'm obsessed with history right now, and so I watched The Darkest Hour every morning. Winston Churchill would have eggs, uh, uh, eggs, bacon toast some butter some jam a cigar a whiskey and an orange juice wow That's a in the morning and he'd eat it in bed he'd have a cigar in bed so my oh wife my for God. christmas oh, what a day brought me all the fine crystal ware that goes with this breakfast the toast holder all of it the jam little spoon <laughs> and on the 24th my daughters and her are going to wake me up at eight in the morning and i'm going to have a cigar in bed with a whiskey I cannot fucking wait. <laughs> you can't wait. They should be playing the music from like a BBC broadcast. It's the, the, yeah. the, the darkest hour soundtrack. Yeah, man, that'd be good. Speaking of uh, history, yeah, are you still in contact with your Russian friends? Or actually, how much of your stories are actually true? Is every morsel true or do you take liberties? Uh, every I would say every morsel is true. What sometimes the what the liberties I will take will is in hiding information. Like I don't share right. all the information no. to make it a, a heighten the moment. So if I never make anything up, I think if you make start making stuff up, then all of a sudden your story becomes unbelievable. And then I go, well, why are you listening to the stories? So I I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem um, not including details or i also don't have a problem when it comes to my family i don't have a problem taking two stories and bringing them together um like i did with one of my stories with isla's deodorant uh isla's deodorant where she was leaving in the refrigerator and the time travel story are two separate stories and at one night and they always were two separate stories one night i got drunk on stage in calgary and i accidentally told them at the same time and because of the way they fell out it it ended up being a great tag where at the end, time travel bit, she goes to her room and finds a 30-year-old version of herself going, all right, I told you I was real. Now your dad's going to die, but we can save his life. Put your deodorant in the refrigerator. And then all of a sudden it was like, I was like, oh, fuck, I don't have a problem, have a problem mashing up two stories when they're like family stories. But, but for the most part, they're 100% true. Like almost like too much true. And I and I get married to the truth like because I don't want to – because those Russian kids are real people and they're – I keep in touch with them. I, I right. talk to a, a fair de- amount of them, and they come to my shows. And so, if they, to see their eyes, if they were like, eh. and there are times where they're like, where they're like, where they're like, uh, man, like if you saw a picture of Igor, you can find it online. But if you see a picture of Igor, you're like, eh. you kind of punch that up a tad bit, huh? Because he, he's not that scary looking. He's scary looking, but he's not as scary as I go. Wife beater, tattoos, tracksuit, cigarette, right. you know. So that's like, what I'm I talking mean, about. He's that's the liberties. Person. Yeah, yeah, he's a very That's, friendly guy. Like he was my friend, obviously. So he wasn't like a scary dude. He was a very sweet, sweet guy. Like if he heard it, he'd be like, "I'm not that mean," and you'd be like, "No, you aren't. You're a very nice guy." So he was a very sweet uh, mob enforcer. Very, <laughs> yeah. very, very, very. And and, and he when you I as talked he was to him, caressing your 
your face and, and coddle. He wasn't even he wasn't even like he wasn't even that bad of a gangster. What the whole thing with him was he had lived we talked about this one morning at the cafe in our hotel, um, is that he had lived in a Russia that was before that it was communist Russia. And so he had never had a dream about life. He had never had goals or dreams or plans. And so all of a sudden one day the wall falls and he said this. He was like, and then all of a sudden I'm supposed to have dreams like about a future I want. I have no future. He kept saying the the state takes care of me. The, st- the country takes care of me. My, my, they take care of me. All of a sudden, what am I supposed to do? Join the military? And I, he was like, I'm, I'm too old for the military. He's like, what do I do? And I was like, and he's like, so I have a friend who has a job watching something. I watch something. And then they give me another job watching something. I watch another thing. And then, and then you realize this is good money. And then all of a sudden, this is what I do. And you're like, yeah, that's that makes sense. Like, I can see myself getting wrapped up in the mob that way. Hmm. That's that's something. That's what what could you actually tell us right now from that story that you've never told that you hold back? Um, I hold a lot back. Uh, just one little one little piece. One of the things you're... that's really interesting is like is like during that train robbery, I was actually pretty scared. Right. <laughs> yeah, but you like, can't like. I make it sound like, see, that's like something I withhold is that like, I was like, so we robbed them. Fuck them. Sometimes you got to rob motherfuckers. Whatever I say. <laughs> yeah. But like, I was terrified and, and I kept trying to, I kept trying to get them to go to sleep. Like I wanted to be like, Hey guys, we've had enough to drink. Let's go to bed. Now I'm going to go to bed. And they wouldn't let me go to sleep. They would not let me go to sleep. And one of the things they do to keep me awake was they grab me by the thighs, open the window of the train and stick my torso out the train where you're literally like, waste out just 90 miles an hour 100 miles an hour on a train just <laughs> wow. ice cold ice wow. cold just <laughs> pull me back in and they're like you awake now and i'm like yeah i'm wide awake let's stay up let's i'm party. cool i'm cool yeah. yeah how many times did they stick you out of the train probably four times and <laughs> you let me let me unpack this <laughs> they they physically grab you and shove you out of the the train window so, and yeah so the windows the windows were up right they were like yeah. higher um and to my recollection i'm sure that if i'm sure my recollection but the windows were higher so the big eager would b- grab down grab you like right at the base of your ass like right on your thighs lift you up stick your torso out the window like from like here like a little lower actually like here out and it was it was f-ing exhilarating like you just were flying and the world's flying past you and it's the middle of the night and it was ice it was ice cold i remember it was ice cold and then you'd come in and you'd be wide awake and he'd be like <laughs> ah do me do me do me <laughs> do me Stick him out. Wow. And we did it. We do we just take turns. Anytime you felt tired, you stick your body out the window and f-ing wake up in a second. Now, was you not worried? Because I would have been sitting there thinking the whole time, man, I hope a sign doesn't come I up. I was just thinking about the movie Hereditary. <laughs> right, you know what's so funny? That was that was an afterthought. 
<laughs> would have been a whole other story. Oh, had it, well, he had me telling the story. <laughs> well, not with him, but maybe one of the Russians were held out and like, bang! Oh, we hung the machine out the window. Or I killed a f***ing gangster. I stuck him out the window and ripped his Oh, my God. Can you imagine? What? that Man, that's how you should add that to the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I killed a man. All right, guys. Good night. Thanks. Okay, good night. Thanks for coming. I'm actually wanted in Russia still. What? When did you actually sit back? When did you actually sit in your bear recliner or whatever you have at your house? I don't know what what you got. What kind of chair you have that you just that's your. This seat. one sucks. I have I have a I have a great recliner in my house. Right. What What is it? Is it Is it a lazy boy or you? Yeah, like lazy. I have a lazy boy right there. As a matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah. So you sat in your lazy boy. When When did it happen? Where you sit back and you go, I'm famous. Like I'm, I'm actually famous right now. Um, I don't know if that, I don't know if that ever happened. There was a time when I was with. There was a time. There was one time where, it. I was with my girls. We were at Comic Con, and um, and we couldn't walk through the crowd. But now, granted, those are people that are interested in, like into that in the, like niche cultures. So, it, you know, it's almost like, and it's a convention. So everyone there is someone that, and they're also with walking around with cameras looking to take pictures. Right. But I remember that weekend we were with my daughters and my daughters for the first time were like, was like, oh, this is annoying. And I, and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, I don't know what to do. And I just kept taking pictures and we couldn't really enjoy Comic-Con because uh, we couldn't get through the crowds at all. And And I kept stopping to take pictures and my daughters were like, like looking at going like, like angry, and then and then they ran into Conan, uh, and Conan. I think Conan uh, stopped the elevator, and they got in the elevator with Orlando Bloom, and they were like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Conan was like, "Hold on, it's the Chrysler Girls," and stopped the elevator, and they got in. Orlando Bloom was there, and they lit up. They were like, "Oh!" And they know they had known Conan. Because I talked about them on the show, and they had been to the they had been to Conan, they had met Conan at the show. So you talked about some very very was, personal things on that Conan episode, actually. I, that's that why Conan about? knows my girl. Yeah, that's that why Conan knows about? my girl. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen this? I didn't see that one. No. He literally says talks about his girls. Uh, period. I've heard right, him talk about right. that on podcasts. Yeah. Well, this is <laughs> yeah, on national yeah. TV. He says. Yep. And Conan, Conan actually seen little. Conan seemed like he was a little like. Oh. <laughs> was he? Was that just an he act like, with Conan? No, no. Conan's Conan's who he is all the time. Like he's, he's the my same favorite, guy, man. He's always been my favorite. My favorite uh, late night late night host. I, I hated that he didn't actually get to keep the Tonight Show because he deserved it, man. He was the he's the one that he's the one that the seemed the most humble and the most. Uh, relatable to everybody right, right. that came on because he's, he, he, he's very genuine yeah because he's very self-deprecating yeah of himself which which automatically makes you makes people feel like man, he's like me i do the same thing i'm the same way so anyway i'm glad to hear that he's actually that way oh he's, we're he's better than that we're losing no him. no no you know he, is no, there I'm is here. there before i i keep you too long i got a few more questions but i don't want to keep you longer than you want to be here if you have to be gone at a certain time I supposed to be done at. Th- I was supposed to be done at three, but I can go to three thirty. Okay. Quickly, what was it like? Like I, I discovered you from the first time I ever discovered you was when you were doing Bert the Conqueror. So I can't say I've been a fan since 
Trip Flip or whatever that show was. Um, no, that's okay. But, you, you're that's you're way before anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no way that's true. Bert, I think Bert the Bert the Conqueror did well, did it not? I could have been did. the only one it watching did. it. it yeah, you know, it it did. It did it did well for Travel Channel. Yeah. Yeah, but in but in I, I went back. I didn't even know this was this show existed. I went back and the, what we just mentioned the uh, the Hurt Burt show. Oh yeah. There was an episode where you go and and Royce Gracie's brother beats you up and and, and the people in there they're like putting you in holds and you're then this 14 year old kid comes in and does the same thing <laughs> Bert sounds like a hyena he's screaming like, like a hyena. was that was that all real are you actually in pain when this boy was manhandling you i mean what was the deal yeah 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 I, I they brought, it was all the gracie boys were the ones i fought at first so horian i think is the dad and then all his brothers, Henner, uh, all his sons. I fought all his sons at one time, and they choked me out, which is terrifying. And then at the end, they're like, we're going to have you fight one of our students. And I was like, cool. And they brought in a 13-year-old child. And they're like, fight him. And I'm like, I'm not going <laughs> to swing on a kid. And then the kid f***ed me up. And I was like, all right, I'll swing on him. <laughs> and then he came at me again, and I couldn't even get a swing on him. The kid was so fast. And he's and I and I he beat my ass twice within like 13 seconds. Wow. <laughs> now there's a part in that episode, and again, I didn't watch this when it was live. I looked this up before this for the show. There's a part where he's talking to Roy, uh, Royce Gracie's brother. You know who Royce Gracie is, right? You know who that is? Yeah, he's on my just, wall. Yeah. Just the the biggest legend in MMA. And uh, he, the guy comes up and he's talking about opening moves, and Bert goes, "We always thought a good opening move would be." A finger up the butthole and grab the balls, and then they, <laughs> and then they, they cut the camera. I want to know if this is a real reaction from uh, Royce's brother. They cut the camera to they cut to where it looks like he's going, just the dead pants there, like right at Bert. Was that real? Yeah, yeah, it was real. He well, didn't. I, didn't, actually I didn't just respond. met him. I did. I just met him. I hadn't, and I, and I'm trying to be funny and light. And he is, he's a mixed martial artist and one of the greatest in the world. So he's not the probably the lightest personality dude. And so, and, and he's from like fucking Brazil. Like he's yeah. from Brazil. So, like, I don't, I'm not, I, I'm not putting stereotypes out there, but I'm sure he's not into a bunch of gay shit, you know? So when I make a joke about putting <laughs> fingers on the basketball, he was like froze and was like, no. That, it makes it so much better. Look this up when when we leave, when this is over. I want y'all to look up. And anybody else listening, I want you to. If this reaction was real, it makes it because I know how they cut things together right, to make right. it look as something it it isn't. What is that noise? That's somebody driving away. Real son of a whore. Anyway, so in this in this show, I mean, he says that, and he you could tell Bert's being funny. And this man is like deadpan, he's like he's about it. to, like he's about to just break his no. head off. Just look at him, like if you try this, I would kill you. Yeah, you touch, you touch my butthole. I, you don't uh, want to try this. They're not Russian. Wait a minute. Horrible accent. <laughs> in the middle, in the middle, quickly. Which one of those shows? You had three shows on the Travel Channel. You had the uh, Hurt Bert, the Flip Trip, and the uh, Bert the Conqueror. Which which one of those you had, did you have the most fun doing? Oh, trip flip without a doubt. Trip flip was so much fun. You'd get a call at the beginning of January every year, and they go for four years. I did this. They call you in January and go, name thirteen places on the on the globe you want to go, and you would just pick 
13. They go like wow. Wow. Uh, eight, eight or seven in the in the U.S., six out of the U.S., like name them. And you just picked and you'd go like, I remember going, I've always wanted to go to Zanzibar. And they're like, let's go to Zanzibar. Knew nothing about Zanzibar. It's a Muslim country. You can't drink in Zanzibar. Oh. So it's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? You can you you end up you could drink you just couldn't drink at our hotel so like mm. oh. and it, the the people there were so nice we got to our hotel and they had a sports bar and so we went to the sports bar and I was like I'll take a beer and then I go we don't serve beer we're a Muslim resort and I was like but this is a bar and they're like yeah I was like we well, you know what bar means that you serve alcohol and they're like really and I was like <laughs> yeah and then the lady looked at me she goes what do you want and I said wait do you have alcohol and she goes yeah but I can't. We have it, but I can't give it to you. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, I can't sell it to you. She goes, what do you want? And I said, just beer. She goes, how many? And I was like, like 12. They had tall boys, like like 40s. She brought me 12 40-ounce beers <laughs> and put them in my bedroom for me in ice. And she was like, call me when you need more. I was like, I'll never need more. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like I remember saying to her, I go, you really don't drink, do you? And she goes, no, I've never had it. <laughs> call me when you need more. Wow. <laughs> and he's like, I, no, I'll never need more. The next day. <laughs> you got any more of those? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the, it, look, usually in the middle of, the, of every episode, we do a segment. We used to do a segment called What Not to Eat is what it was called. Uh, we ended that because we ran out of nasty foods that they eat all over the world. Like we had things like cobra's heart, uh, yak penis, things like things that you would probably eat at a at a party, <laughs> one of the Greek parties you would throw down at. <laughs> Nonetheless, now we've changed this this segment to which is in the middle of the show now, but we changed it to why would they do that? So we want to get your take on something, right? Is that cool? Okay. Yeah. So Ben, can you put up that movie poster? This is a KFC movie. I want you to I want to get your take on this uh, KFC movie. It's uh, Mario Lopez, K, sponsored by what does it say on there? I can't read it because it's so tiny. It's small. <laughs> Bert, read that in your best narration voice. <laughs> Sell me this movie if you can read that. I can't see it. Receptive seduction. Recipe of recipe, recipe for, for sedu seduction. I got it right here. It's very small. Uh, does he have? I can't. I can't read any of that. Does he have gray hair in that? Yes. It's he's the colonel. Uh, <laughs> he's the oh colonel. My God, this, oh, oh wait, 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 wait. This is. Oh, this is a joke. KFC ad. No, no, it's on even on IMDb. No, it's a real oh, movie. Bert. It's a real movie. It's a real movie. No. <laughs> read that. No, read that to us. No, it's, it's real. It it's real. Bert. Just like how KFC is releasing a, a game console. Mario See, Lopez. All we all have. Our I can't secrets. read it. It's, it's, it's. We all have our secrets. His just happens to be a recipe for seduction. <laughs> <laughs> Spicy chicken. Spicy. <laughs> Spicy chicken. Spicy chicken KFC. Huh? Jesus, that's a that's a joke ad. That's a it's joke. Not, ad. There's a trailer out as it's well. It's not a joke. <laughs> Bert. No, it's a it's a commercial. It's a commercial the same way that Norm McDonald played KFC, played uh, Colonel Sanders. They've got Mario Lopez. They're doing it with celebrities. There's no fucking way. Bert, that's real life, buddy. That's how bad entertainment's getting. That's it, real life. It is real life. life. We, I want us. I want me and Bert to make a movie together. Okay. Like one of something stupid like that. Something. Maybe we play two. Ooh, ooh, I got it. I got it. 
Schindler's List 2. <laughs> Man, I'm out. Jared, you go with that one with Schindler's the, List 2. You, you do that one with Bert. Yeah. <laughs> Schindler's List 2. Someone's concentrating too hard in this game. Oh, oh, no. Oh, Man. Lord forgive us. Uh, or me. I don't know about Bert. <laughs> but forgive me for listening. Um the National Lampoons thing, when I found that out, is very peculiar to me. Van Wilder, you seen that movie? Oh yeah. You seen Van Wilder? Yes. Yeah. I that was one of my favorite movies. To find out that that was inspired by you was pretty crazy. And the fact that you have made no money from it is a, a travesty. I had nothing to do with the movie. I had nothing to do with it. I didn't I wasn't I didn't write it. I didn't do anything. I, it was all, uh, it came back. I found out the day it came out, my managers and agents called me and they're like, dude. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Is this the same bro. guy that drove through Danny's coming <laughs> to your house? Yeah. He sees through here. He sees Bird on here and he's going, I got to interrupt this. <laughs> <laughs> they're having too much fun. Anyway, continue, please. No, the uh, the my agents and managers called me the day it came out, and they're like, they because uh, we were in development to do a movie with Oliver Stone's company, or you know, they had optioned the rights to my life, and so we had been in negotiations, talking about the script and moving around, and the one common thread with, that kind of popped positive with us was that the script had to be about a party animal and a journalist, which I guess I haven't seen the movie, I guess the movie about. So my managers and agents called up the day of, and they're like, hey, we want to sue. And uh, and then very wisely we didn't, and I'm glad we didn't because I have I, I have no ill will towards I have no ill will towards anyone trying to make something or and whoever wrote that script that's his own script that is not my life I I have no connection to it I, I you know the only thing that's in there similar is I think my all my friends' names are still in there which is was frustrating to me at the beginning because my friends have great names and like I liked the authenticity that like I had a friend named Hutch I didn't think there would be a lot of people named Hutch. And then, you know, but whatever. And so, yeah, and, and then and we didn't sue. And, and adversely, ended up working with National Lampoon a few times, probably because we didn't sue. Uh, almost worked with Ryan Reynolds' production company, made a sitcom. So I think the lesson is, you know, you get wrapped up in your own head thinking this everything's about you and not, not everything's about you sometimes. You got to, like, kind of put, put brakes on it, you know? I like that. Yeah. That's inspiring that you said that. I would have thought you would. Yeah, been like I, a real I, diva. I think I think there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that. <laughs> there's a lot of people like when you get a joke stolen from you, where you go, that does it. I'm going to ruin this guy's career. I'm going to go after this guy, and and I've done that. I've definitely gone after people that have stolen jokes from me, and and it's backfired horrifically every time. It's like it's not worth it. It's like if you can create material and you can create content and you can write jokes or write music or whatever, then just stay on your own path and keep making stuff. I tell you right now, I would be very, 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 very upset had I been the guy who hung his hat on that one article and said, this Rolling Stone thing is everything I am. I'm going to sue National Lampoon. I'm, I'm probably going to lose. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's a way to prove that, that this guy, you know, that whatever – and I'm going to go, but I'm going down swinging. This is my, this is who I am. As opposed to a guy who has done four, four specials, four specials, three of them on Netflix, are three of them are on Netflix, a Netflix series. I have a new game show. I wrote a book. I've had four shows on Travel Channel. I have 
uh, I've had four now sold out theater tour, three sold out theater tours, a sold out uh, drive-in movie theater tour. I'm a very happy man. So I, f- I feel like my goal's always been to be bigger than that movie so that people would go, that's like a footnote in your life. Like, isn't that an interesting footnote? But uh, but that movie's a f- legendary movie. I mean, everyone loved that movie. So I still have some work to do. Well, I mean, it's funny because had you actually went after them, even if you won, even if you proved it, you probably would not be loved like you are now you none of those things would have happened yeah. and it's very cool because yeah the, the bible says and i follow the bible but the bible says slow be slow to wrath slow to anger so you were that uh at least in the courts and it paid off for you really well good paid off for you very well, I had a manager well. i had a manager i had a manager i gotta give him props barry Katz said to me on that phone call said uh they're like we're gonna sue we're gonna sue and my and and they're like bird are you cool with that and i was like yeah and barry Katz said papa I'm going to stop you right there. There's two types of people in this business, people who work and people who sue. Mm. Pick which one you want to be. And I was like, I want to work. Like, I want to work. I want to create content. Like, if I have no no ill will towards absolutely anyone. I'm a huge Ryan Reynolds fan still to this day. I have no ill will towards anyone. I'm I'm very happy that that I'm connected to that movie and in whatever little minuscule way that it might be. But, um... But yeah, like I'm, 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 I just want to write a new hour special. I want to do another special. I want to do another tour. We're making the Machine movie. Like, if I want people to go, damn it, the Machine movie was amazing movie. You know, like, <clears throat> so those, that's where my head is, and I'm, I'm really, I'm, I feel very lucky that I was kind of guided the right way. You know, <laughs> you know, you said Barry Katz. Was there wasn't there an old cartoon called Barry Katz? Like uh, Doctor Katz. Doctor Katz. Katz. Yeah. Doctor. Was that that wasn't based on the guy, right? No, 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 different guy. Well, that's a shame. That would have been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you think we could say that we it was based on him? Who's gonna Who's gonna research? No, because I think they know each other very well. <laughs> <laughs> Are they brothers? Yeah, they know each other very well. <laughs> They're kids. <clears throat> uh, anyway, you we already talked about most of this, uh, but I wanted to bring up one of the shows I was a big fan of was uh, Man Caves back in the day. With Tony Saragusa. And they came and they built yeah. – you, you're still in – you're in right now the cave that they built, right? I'm still in this cave. 200-year-old reclaimed lumber all around it. A kegerator, two two flat screens, which back in the day sounded super impressive. And everyone's like, you mean televisions? So you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Back then it was flat screens. Uh, <laughs> right. A wine refrigerator. It, it's it's the coolest room. Uh, I've, it's one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me is this man cave. Without a doubt. I always wondered. Now, I might not get the answer because it was a celebrity edition. I always wondered on that show how much the per- people they were building it for had to pay. How much did you? Did you so, have, I'll tell you. Yeah. How much did you have to pay to get that? No, done? I didn't pay. I didn't have to pay anything for mine. And mine was about $180,000. What, normally what you'd do is, is you would go and you would do all – the structural work, get all the permits, you do all of it. So like, so for me, I would have had to demo it, open up the door. Um, I would have had to do all the work and then they just come in and kind of like take a look at your base thing and then, and then trick it out the way they would. So they would have put up the reclaimed lumber. They would have put in the TVs. They would have done the walls. They would have done the, all the cabinets and put in the kegerators, but I would have had to open this wall up and put like a glass door here. So then they, when you do it, 
you had to videotape the room. That was like the beginning is you videotaping the room going, I have a great room that could be a man cave. This is it. And you do like a, and I, sh- I shot it really pretty and then sent it in. Normally they use that as the first act is you showing your thing. And then they show. And so we went in, but it's, you've already done all that work. So you've got to, so they, they give you all the treats, but you do all the actual kind of base construction, demolition, whatnot. But for mine, they came in. I want to say they came in in a, in like a week. They did it in a week. And they ripped, they closed up one wall. They ripped open a whole wall, put in, oh, here, I'll show you. Here, I'll show you. Let me see. Uh, let me take that out. And then here. Oh, shit. So they opened that wall and put that that there. We couldn't, at the time, we couldn't afford that door. That door was like 15 grand. Me and my oh. wife didn't have 15 grand to spend on a wow. fucking door. Like we didn't have, we <laughs> couldn't afford to do Look at you that. now. They, um, they took the ceilings up and they put these huge mortise and tenon beams in there. You can't see it because of the lights. Um, two TVs. One and two, that one comes down as a map. And then <laughs> and then they did this badass thing with the floor that we've done to our new house. They took the floor and they kind of stained it. The concrete? Like, do you see that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they stained it, but they, they, they tie-dyed it almost. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. And that so, was back when that first started, too. Everybody does that now, but that was back in the day when that first started. He first started staining concrete. Are you going to replicate yeah, that was, in your new man, house? We just did it. We, we, we're building a new house right now, and we, we built a man cave and a podcast studio. And I said, I want the same floors. Not as aggressive. These are, floors are kind of aggressive. I love these floors, though. It was funny when they did these floors. Leanne called, and she was like, I was I was shooting with Tony Sargusa and Jason Cameron when they did the floors. And she called, and she goes, you're not going to like the floors. And I went, really? And she goes, they look horrible. And then we came in with the furniture, and we're like, actually, they look badass. And so we did it for our new the new man cave and podcast studio we did the same t- same type of thing it looks awesome man yeah it's so cool it's like uh it's like a, almost it looks it, it, it's cool because it's got waves of different colors and so every i don't know and, and it and it grabs the authenticity of the concrete and makes it very unique i, I love it i i really love it very i love cool. it in a lot of ways very so cool. did, did you replicate that entire studio that you're in now that man cave for the new studio is it just like the no. same thing or is it more no, upscale? I did I did no, it's not it's not upscale. This is this room is bigger. This room is bigger than my new podcast studio, but my new podcast studio is a little more intimate. I think it's better set up. It's just a podcast studio. So it's right. just and we're right now we're going through the question of whether or not we should get a couch or get four uh four like cigar chairs and put them around a table cuz mm. part of me feels like Everyone likes to have their own chair. No one wants to share a couch with anyone, right. you know? So so we think we're going to mm. get four cigar chairs, have a nice table in the center, smoke cigars, drink in there. You can do anything you want in there because it's really its own place. And then next to it attached is the is like my man cave gym where, like, my desk will be. I can work. Because one of the things that sucks about this is, like, I'm, I'm, I, you can't really see it, but, like, all the podcast equipment is, like, in this room. So we can't really live in this room that much. So like, like all there's mics everywhere. There's cameras everywhere. There's wires everywhere. And so you kind of lose the access to this room because it comes a podcast studio. And then, and then really honestly, 
we had to kind of deconstruct the podcast studio to start living in it during the pandemic because it was just too crazy. So it's nice now to have one podcast room. I got a place to shoot something's burning. And then I got like a, a room that is like a, a gym, uh, desk, TVs, f***ing relax, you know, kind of place. Nice. Right on. I like your studio. I like that setup. That's really nice. Yeah, I wish this was our studio. This is actually <laughs> thank you for mentioning that, Bird. He's a he's a consummate pro to bring up the uh the sponsor, Old Bank Media Group. This is actually Old Bank Media Group's uh, offices right here. This it's really nice. We yeah, we never lose track of the time. <laughs> In case you were wondering. Whatever happened to that sitcom with Will Smith that Will Smith's company uh-huh. hired you to do? It just died. It was, you know, and in real honesty, in all honesty, it was Van Wilder. I mean, we wrote Van Wilder because it, because at the time we were writing it was at the time I was in development, and uh, and that movie hadn't was not even. I don't think that movie was in development yet. And but it was me. It was like a guy in high in college who was a seven year senior who had everything locked in, whose dad wanted him to graduate, and he just wanted to stay and party, and. Uh, it was a great fucking script too. I wish you could go back and get those scripts and make them now because it was a great script. Why can't you? Because uh, I don't own it. I you, you don't own it. The yeah, Fox owns it. I mean, couldn't you buy it essentially if they're not going to do it? I mean, uh, no, no, you can't. They they don't have, they have no interest in selling it to you. So for them, they would rather hold on to it and just and then, and then maybe like like I don't know if they've ever done this, but like. It, for them, it doesn't behoove them to make it. Like they, like so. Me, Theo Vaughn, and Brett Ernst did a pilot for TBS or TNT or some. I think TBS a long time ago. It was called Frat House. I think that's what it's called. And the three of us made a pilot with Bun and Murray, uh, the people that did Real World. And we opened a. It was right after old school. It was like old school. We made a fraternity house for guys in their 30s and 40s that were lost and didn't feel like they had a connection to life anymore. And it was real. It was very real. We put it in on Craigslist, and people signed up. And we did no ins. We did no like research on these people. They just second they signed up, we brought them into the house, and it was the funniest damn thing you'll ever <laughs> see. In I'm telling you, in in the most unpolitically correct ways you could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. It was the funniest f-ing pilot you'd ever see. And I wanted to buy it. I said to Bun and Murray, I'll pay whatever your production was for that pilot, like probably 125 grand. I'll pay that. I'd like to buy it because I want to take that. And I want with me, Theo and Brett, both two very big stars right now, Theo in podcasting and comedy, Brett in comedy, and Cobra Kai. Take that, and I want to put that online and with us doing the commentary on it because it, we could do 10 episodes on that one pilot because it was that funny. And they said no. They were like, no, we have no interest in selling it to you. We'd rather it die on the vine than you That's have crazy. it and do something with it. It's funny you brought up Theo. Theo is actually one of my favorite comedians. Probably right now my yeah. favorite. He that guy's brain thinks different, and like he just him very just, very different. Just him, uh, I, you remember I showed you some Theo Vaughn stuff. Just him sitting in front of the the mic and just talking. He's like, man, we used to drink that Shasta, and then you you could you could paint like to make one of these brown, and, and you you, know, you use them as a football and stuff like that. And you is and he this stuff's I think I feel like it's just off the top of his head because I don't think I think he's just. 
you know, shooting. Is that is that what he's doing, or is is that because this it can't be true that like he talks about he talks about a, a a squirrel on one guy that had no legs and they called it a, a a fuzz snake or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> fuzz snake. Anyway, the point is Theo. I love Theo. He's the next one. Uh, if I could ever he's, him. He's, he's uh, he is. I will, I will say this without a doubt. Me, him, Amy Schumer, uh, Tiffany Haddish, Red Grant, Donnell Rollins, um, Jeff Garcia, Mo Mandel, Kyle Cease, Chris Fairbanks, and Theo today. I'm sure I'm leaving someone out. Did a pilot, did a TV show for Comedy Central called Reality Bites Back. And Amy Schumer and I, on that on that set, realized the absolute brilliance of Theo. Like, we witnessed it. We watched it. And it was hilarious and undeniable. The way his brain works is just, it's not like, it's not a put on. His brain sees things very differently. Like, it really, it just genuinely does. You could tell, and He too, is man. one of the... And it's and and I'm telling you when I say there are guys that are full of it that it's not real. Like there are guys out there that you know do an act or a character. It's not a character. His brain. I remember he did a he did a pilot, and he asked me to help him. And he did. It was 30 minutes on how to make a sandwich. It was 30 <laughs> minutes. But like and it was so meticulous on like, all right, I'm Theo Vaughn. I mean, it's, I wish I could find this. He had one. He did like I think. 15 minutes on how to make a glass of water and it was like and it was just hit and he I, we were crying laughing yeah and he did i really honestly i don't know if he he wasn't trying to make you laugh he was being himself that's he what it very feels like man. yeah when, he, when he's talking it just feels like he's just being one of the dudes and it just he just he's just naturally funny what he says is just automatically funny and you you could tell that but i'll tell you he, in real life in real life in real life you can you can see and i, I say this with love i hope he would hear this with love in real life you can see the struggle within him when because there are people who maybe think it's an act or whatever and they'll or there are people who maybe are a little more gregarious or aggressive and theo is a very kind heart hearted dude and he'll just kind of sit back in the cut and he will be different and people will like try to bust balls or want something and you can just see theo just tap out be like hey man i'm i'm not your like I'm out. Like he's he's a very sensitive, regular. He's a fucking awesome dude, man. I love that guy. I really love that guy. He's the next one that if I can ever get him to follow me back, he's the next one I hound until they do the show. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna be I hound him on his uh, Instagram all the time. But uh, last question: yeah. uh, Do you feel like comedians are hindered in today's political correctness as opposed to back in Richard Pryor and and uh, Who's another big comedian from that? George Carlisle. Right. All those all those legends from Eddie Murphy. Does it feel like there's things that you might think are funny in secret, but you would never be able to say on a show? No. I I think it's actually more fun now that it's like that there are there are real stakes in the game where it's mm. like, you know, you say something fed up and I like I have a joke about Confederate statues that uh that I've, I've told on this last tour this one of my one of my more favorite jokes I'm not, I'm not the best joke writer but like every now and then i'll write a joke and it'll work right. and i i told it and i had to tell it but i had to tell it for like a solid month where it was just racist like it was just it was bad it didn't make sense like it wasn't like it, it i hadn't figured it out but man when you figure it out and you tell people you're going down one path and you turn and go down another path 
and you shine the light on it and the laugh shows up, it's so worth all those awkward stares that like, I remember telling it to Segura on Two Bears, One Cave and he was like, oh, and I was like, damn it, I don't have it yet. And he was like, well, I don't know if you should work on that. And in your head, you're like, no, it's going to work. Trust me, it's going to work. And then he heard it in and at the when we did the orange or we did the the rose bowl together and he was like damn it you figured that fucking joke out and i was like i told you it's a fun it's fun man it's really fun to do and like like right now i'm working on a joke i'm working on a joke that that is like there's no real stakes in it but it's fun like i, I want to try to write a joke about uh Who's the girl that is married to Alec Baldwin that everyone's making fun of because she has a Spanish accent? But oh, she's yeah, because she faked the Spanish accent. Yeah. Right, right, right. I but here's know. my point, right? Hilaria, Hilaria, Hilaria Baldwin. It's something is her like, name? yeah, Hilaria. That sounds right. Hilaria, yeah. I'm not up on my pop culture. She's from, she's from Boston, right? From Boston. But she, every now and then, she slips into a pretty aggressive <laughs> Spanish accent. And, and well, and they found right. they found out where she, she. There's a part of the show where they're talking. She goes, and she goes, "How do you say this? This cucumber? cucumber? Do you say <laughs> cucumber? Are you kidding me? No, 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 no. She's yeah. full American. And she, she's yeah, and she's but acting, she's but like she, she can't pronounce a word. Right, right. And she grew up in Boston, but like, <laughs> but so, but. Here's the fun thing about comedy is like is I, I and this is what's also very problematic in in if you're saying where where's the problem in comedy is that as a comedian you always want to take the opposing side of what everyone already agrees with right what everyone already agrees with you go oh I want to fight up I want to I want to swim upstream with that idea and so immediately when Hilaria Baldwin comes out I go what's the angle to vote for to root for her how do I protect her in this in this world that everyone anyone with a fucking head on their shoulders goes this is ridiculous, right? And then I started going, hold on. My wife's friend who grew up where she grew up lost her accent. Like, you know, Southern people who lose their accents, who go off, go to New York, come back, and then I they, their that. accent. Yeah. Is, oh, yeah. Like, like, like Zach Galifianakis is from North Carolina, but you can't hear it because he lost his accent. And then no one gets on people for losing an accent when clearly all they've done is pick up a brand new accent, except – for the fact in America, and this is what's so arrogant, in America, we assume that if we can't pick out what part of the country is, that you just have like a an American accent, that that's the norm, right? <laughs> that anything Southern you've added or like Boston you've added. But me right now, I, I put it on, I put on f***ing, this is what's crazy. I put it on Instagram yesterday. I said, do I sound like I have an accent? 80% of the people are like, you don't have an accent at all. F***ing clearly I do to someone with an accent. Like I sound like different people <laughs> Britain. Britain's going to be like, you have a fucking accent. But America's like, no, no, no. He has no accent. There is total lack of accent. So, like, I want to find a way to work upstream to figure out that joke. But you got to get on stage to do it. And right now we don't have stages. So I just rant like a lunatic to my daughters about, you have an accent. You have an accent. <laughs> you should just create your own accent because you don't have one. I Last My wife, my wife's got <laughs> a strong accent. But when she goes, when if we go down to Alabama for a summer, Man, she sounds like she should be in the back of a truck catching flies with her mouth. Like just give me a little bit. Give me a little bit of a my wife. Yeah, give me a little. My wife, Leanne. (laughs) It's like yeah, Leanne. What? She says like you know like you know when normal people say I'm gonna pop a pimple. She goes I'm gonna mash on that pimple. 
<laughs> that sounds like my people. Yeah. So is it, where's she from? She's from Bowden, Georgia. They want to hear your accent. They're from the south. But she look, she's going to talk like a lack of accent right now. This is my wife, Leanne. Hey, Leanne. Hey, Leanne. Hey, Leanne. Hey, Leanne. It's good to see another southerner. You? I know. Where are you? Nashville, <laughs> Tennessee. Uh, I've never been to Nashville. Really? No? Nashville. Nope. I've never been to Tennessee, actually. What? Really? Yeah. So not Memphis either. Up in, uh, no. No, we yeah. didn't get around much. We never didn't had- go at mud. We to the lake. That's the, we went to the lake and went home. And that's all we ever went did. Frog gigging. I was the best. Hey, I was the best. I've been frog gigging now. Oh yeah. Hey, uh, spotlighter. Have, have, have you guys seen the boys? Because they're in the second season. They, I swear that they are referencing you and Leanne because they cut to Homelander's oh, yeah. son. And he has created this YouTube video, and it's Bert. And then he goes, Leanne, and then Leanne has a southern accent. Uh-oh. I swear it no. seems like that they are referencing you guys. There's another lawsuit, Bert. It's the scene where they're watching Homelander's son, and he's created a YouTube video with little Lego people. And I swear it's Bert and Leanne. Oh. Wow. wow. I would love it. <laughs> I would love it. That would be great. Leanne, quick question. Is that your favorite yeah. picture ever behind you? <laughs> <laughs> give us give us no. your take on that face. Is that actually yeah. in y'all's house above yeah. the fireplace? <laughs> Massively. That was in our living room and my daughters made us take it down. <laughs> man, oh, I, man. I, my Shocking. daughters would not be would not go for that. <laughs> Leanne. So when can we interview yeah. you, Leanne? Just get Bert out of here. <laughs> Uh, Anytime. <laughs> that's gonna happen. We're gonna put we're gonna put Bert Kreischer's wife, Leanne, on here. I would love to talk to you sometime on the podcast. Anytime. Uh oh, we got some inside Uh-oh. track we're, information. We're, we're, we're gonna get don't, to- talk, don't talk. Don't talk country music with Leanne. When you we like all we listen to if she's cleaning, but it's old. Know. No, she listens to old like old country music. Oh, like, uh, now, now you're talking my uh, language now. Leanne, look, this guy right here, yes. this guy right here wrote, uh, Don't Blink. You ever heard Don't Blink by Kenny Chesney? Don't uh, blink. I know just what you're <laughs> thinking. Yeah, I wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard uh, Something to be Proud of by Montgomery Gentry? That These people are too young. I don't really? listen to that young. No. She listens hey, to old. Have you like, heard? First Hank. Yeah. Have you heard? Oh, so I was about to say, have you heard? You listen to Hank Singer then. That's that's your that's your lane. Yeah, and Jr. And, and Hank Three, I like all oh, Hank, Hank Three. Wow, wow. Oh well, yeah, we're big fans of Hank Three. That's a, I love Hank. It's a lot different than old country. Yeah. No, no, no. We're not talking. Not uh, punk. Not shuttle nut or whatever is. Uh, love sick, broke, and something. His first one of his first albums. It's awesome album. Yeah, I, the whole he, album is so great. He looks like he worships Satan in a lot of his music now. Have you, <laughs> have you seen that? Yeah, he's changed a bit. Yes. Yeah, just he's a tad. changed a bit. That first album was really great. The love it's lovesick broken heartbound or something. Something like that. Oh, I saw him live. He opened for I saw him live too. I saw him. He opened for Dwight Yoakam at the Greek here. I, I didn't even know he existed. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? And who is the guy playing stand-up bass? Because he is going to fall off the stage. He was amazing. They were amazing live. They Very were cool. so great. Now, oh yeah. So you listen to White anyway. Yoakam then? Oh, oh I have every 
Every song he's ever released. Oh, he's my man. favorite. I got every song he's ever done. <laughs> I've probably seen him live maybe, what, eight or ten times. I love Have you Dwight met him? Yoko. Has Burke given you the... I have met him. I have a picture oh. with him, and I have his autograph. I met him before I knew Burke. If Dwight Yoakam, <laughs> if Dwight Yoakam said he wanted to marry you today, would you get rid of Burke and marry Dwight Yoakam? <laughs> Of course not. But <laughs> <laughs> would you would you become Mormon and have two husbands? <laughs> I don't think it works that way. <laughs> not, I don't know. I think it only works in your favor. I think uh, that's called a train. <laughs> <laughs> She's like exactly. <laughs> so I I would ask you, Leanne, to go listen to my friend's songs. Don't blink, Kenny Chesney. Okay. And something to be okay. proud of by Montgomery Gentry. And report back. Okay. <laughs> report back. Yeah. You on Instagram? Right. I'm sure you're on Instagram because you, like you like old country music. You are on Instagram? I was actually kidding. You're actually on Instagram? Yes, I am on Instagram. Son yes. of a gun. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought it. You like Joe uh, Joe Diffie and, you know, Neil McCoy? You know who Neil McCoy is? No. Man, those are she older. Didn't, she didn't Man, get like, past like Johnny Paycheck. Wow. She, yeah, that's, uh, we're going like. Johnny I love Paycheck. Johnny Paycheck. That's what I'm saying. She didn't get past Johnny Paycheck. <laughs> The, no, the I first, like like 70s country, old 70s country, Merle Haggard and Waylon oh, Jennings. Oh, love that stuff too. Yeah. What's your favorite, those, what's yeah, your like, favorite paycheck song? I'll sing it to you right now. I don't know. I'm going to sing you one anyway. I don't know. Leanne, okay. I want you to not break <laughs> eye contact with me while I sing this to you. All right? Okay. No, no, don't okay. break eye contact, Leanne. I got you. Slide off of your satin sheets. Slip into your long soft mink. You know where to find my door. Don't don't break eye contact. And I know what you're crying for. Wait, I'm looking in your eyes too. Is that bad? Uh, I felt your glare. Bert. I was hoping you would slowly move away. Was that a train? Was that a train? Yeah, we ran a train. <laughs> We know where Bert gets his comedy yeah, now. Man. It just came out. Did I just experience a train? Oh, man. Leanne. I love you, Leanne. God bless you. Bert, we are going to let you yeah. go, but at the end of every show, we do what's called an unbelievable fact. You ready for it? I'm ready. I'm so thankful you came on the show. If I could kiss you, would you kiss me right now <laughs> if we were in person? Yep. Would you put yeah, your lips right now to that screen? <laughs> put your lips to that iPhone camera, and I'm going to do the I same. It's too far from my, ben, too far ben, my zoom in on my face, please. Ben. Ben. Man. Ben. Man. Ben. Man. This is zoom in on my face. <laughs> ben. Oh, now he's doing it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that escalated. We just, uh, he, he didn't go along with it. Now he's No, no, he gave you a kiss first. But no, I didn't. Yeah. He kissed did, you first. Ben wasn't ready. He committed I, I first. With my eyes open, you kissed with your eyes closed. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last thing, the unbelievable fact. Run that stinger, Ben. You might think it's not true, but I assure you that it is. It's hard to believe it's an unbelievable fact. Blood donors in Sweden receive a text when their blood is used. Wow. I'm sorry. I, wait, I'm sorry. I just... You I spaced it. My he, spaced he, he pulled it. He pulled a Marty Ray. He pulled a Marty Ray. He Marty Ray'd you. I'm sorry. He, did <laughs> I'm you? Marty, I didn't hear the beginning of that. Wait, why did Hitler come with you? 
I'm just gonna say the beginning the way, of it. If they, pull, if they just pull sound bites from this show, it's gonna sound horrible. Listen, to the whole show, everybody. listen, I want you like you. You ready, Bert? Yes. Don't break eye contact with me now. <laughs> okay. I want full on eye contact. Here we go. Blood donors in Sweden receive a text message when their blood is used. Oh, is that real? That's real. That's an unbelievable. That's a real fact. What do you think oh, that text message well, says? Then, what wow. do you think it says? Uh, drip squad. <laughs> <laughs> the drip gang, squad. gang, 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 <laughs> gang, gang, drip squad. <laughs> Bert, listen, thank you so much. You're a blessing, and I thank you for making us laugh, and I thank you for being so humble that you would answer a little bitty fella like me. Well, not little in real life, but little <laughs> online. And uh, you're it's gracious, been, and you've been awesome. It's been a long time coming. It has. It's, it's been, been a, it's been a, a year. I've been hounding you. <laughs> and now I go into the phase two with Bert for the next uh, <laughs> yeah. place to now we gotta do it in person Bert we gotta do it in person next time please miss yeah. you <laughs> miss you <laughs> here's your monthly <laughs> alright Bert love you to death God bless you brother so good to All meet right. you Bert thank love you, you guys. have a good day thank you so much I appreciate it thank You're you the best, take buddy. Ah, thank y'all so much for listening to the Marty Ray Project Chats. And a big thank you to Rode for supplying the sound with Rodecaster Pro. Whether you like what you heard or hated what you heard, subscribe and rate us anyway. Let us have it. Oh, Bert Kreischer, what a dream. Oh, man. What an honor to be on. Look how he froze. Oh, he just, he just Chris, get your hand up. Us. Everybody get their hand He's up so at the end of the show. He's just like... We thank Old Bank Music Group for uh, having us here, Media Group for having us here. We thank um, Broadcaster Pro for giving – get your hands up, everybody. Hands oh, up, sorry. everybody. I'm yeah. sorry. For Bert. This is for Bert. Bert, thank you for actually answering – wait a minute. All my comments, not all of them, but thank you for answering us back and getting us on the show. You're not reaching – here, let's hold hands. <laughs> it's only on you right now. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen – Thank everybody for listening to the podcast. Be sure and go check out my great friend, best even. Hey, can we be best friends, Jared? Oh man, we're always we've been best friends. Have we? Man. We're already best friends. Yeah, awesome. I teared up. <laughs> be sure and listen to my my new best friends, uh, Jared Callen's podcast, Tour Stories, Tour like Tour Horror Stories for Ben that fell asleep back there, and the movie crew, and the movie. Well, that's not really his, but we'll probably plug them too, movie crew. But but first. Listen to tour stories <laughs> because that's really his and only his, and I want to see that one succeed first. Anyway, and also I want to mention my buddy Chris Wallen right here. Soon, plug your plug your your songwriting. Uh, yeah, I'm doing a uh, an online songwriting course that I'm I'm really excited about, and uh, it's going to be a deep dive into songwriting, and it's really I'm, I'm going to be interviewing some huge people in the business and it's go to buildinggreatsongs.com and i got some free downloads there if you're a songwriter uh, it's going to be a really cool it's going to be a destination for for songwriters that want to learn more about songwriting it really is a, and truthfully a plethora of knowledge that, that anybody that wants to be a songwriter this is the man that knows how to do it and i have an album coming out this year 
very soon. So be on the lookout for that. Please always uh, subscribe and support the Marty Ray Project chats on every podcast. I'm looking at Bert. He's popped up. <laughs> on every, on every, he goes, bye. On every, on every uh, in YouTube, we have a new YouTube channel if you like to watch instead of just listen. That sounded slightly sexual. But uh, nonetheless, if you like to watch and not just listen, we have the YouTube channel now where Chris and I are actually doing food reviews. And uh, rate and review our podcast. If you rate it, we're going to start picking people out of these, these podcast ratings and reviews that we will call out. Give a shout out to the end of the show. God bless all of you. Love you to death. Oh, yeah.